0: this podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. Today's guest is the one and only Todd Durkin. Todd Durkin is a strength and conditioning specialist. He is a strength coach, a personal trainer, a motivational speaker, a gym owner, a father, a husband, an entrepreneur, an author. You name it he wears the hat and he does it very well he owns the gym fitness quest 10 in san diego which is a very well-known facility that not only not only hosts transformations of everyday individuals on a regular basis but also some really high level athletes including nfl mvps super bowl champions heisman trophy winners olympic and x-game gold medalists and many other champion athletes this guy knows his shit, and he's not only a very intelligent and knowledgeable trainer and coach and entrepreneur inside the fitness industry, but he's also one of the most inspiring and motivational dudes I have ever had the chance of working with, talking to, seeing, speak, and having on the podcast, really. He lives by three words, which we are going to dive into today, passion, passion, purpose and impact. And you are going to feel that through the speakers. In fact, eight or nine years ago, when I was 18 or 19 years old, I went to my first fitness seminar ever. It was a Perform Better Summit. And that was actually where I first met and saw Todd speak. So he has been doing this for a long time. And that wasn't the start of his career. And when I say he's been in the game, he is really an OG. And you guys can learn a lot from him, not only from a training and a success and entrepreneurial standpoint, but also from a life standpoint, which is actually what we are going to dive into today. Again, Todd is one of the most inspiring people I've ever met. He's also one of the most enthusiastic and energetic people I've ever met. And you are really going to feel that. So I want you guys to take note at his attitude, how he approaches life and the daily habits and routines he has built from himself and mentors over the years that he is going to share with us today so that you can live the most successful life possible. Guys, two quick favors. If you enjoy this podcast, please do me two huge favors. First one being, head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. It really does help us grow, and I absolutely love seeing these posts. The second thing, head over to Instagram, take a screenshot of this show, and tag myself at Cody.BoomBoom, and tag Todd at Todd Durkin, so t-o-d-d-d-u-r-k-i-n yes that's three d's for todd and Durkin. i will tag both of those in the show notes so you guys can have those but please head over to instagram tag us in your story we want to see who's listening to the show we want to see who we are helping with this show and we want to share your story on our story as well so we can continue to spread the message with you once again guys i appreciate you being here and listening and without any further ado let's get on to this amazing interview with the one and only todd Durkin. All right, Todd Durkin, man, I'm stoked to have you here, uh, mainly because you were one of the actual, uh, you don't know this, but you Mm -hmm. were one of the first influences in my career because when I was in college, uh, my professor and mentor took me to perform better. I went with him, and I had gone through like two classes at this point, so I didn't really know much, and you were one of the first speakers I have ever seen in my entire life live. And you were fired up, man. And I was sweating just standing there listening to you. So it was very, very impactful from a young age to, I mean, I was 18 years old when I first started this. So for me to hear you with so much passion and purpose and drive and and really just motivate me to be like, that's what a good coach is. Like it really, really influenced me, man. So I appreciate everything you've done to start this off. And for the listeners who are like, okay, who is this guy now? Fill us in with who Todd Durkin is in a nutshell. And if I feel like you need to elaborate at all, kind of just
1: reel you in. Well, well, good introduction. I'm, I'm glad we're able to connect here, Cody. Honored to be on your show. And uh, just to impart some, some of my experience here from over the years, I've been in this industry for a long time now. And uh, I opened my own brick and mortar gym in year 2000. So uh, coming up upon almost 20 years of being the brick and mortar show, but I've been a, a coach for uh, almost 30 years. I guess the biggest way to just put it in a nutshell is uh, I just say the word life transformer. Uh, How do I change people's lives? It doesn't matter if it's a pro athlete, a a mom or a dad, grandma, grandpa, it's a kid, it's a fit pro who wants to take their business to the next level. I like to uh, transform people's lives. And I do that through people, you know, changing people's bodies, minds, and souls, getting into the mind, getting into the spirit, getting into the the soul of somebody so we can uh, create and manifest the dreams that we so desire. I love it, man. One of the things I really love about how you impact people and
0: transform people's lives, It's because you do take a mental approach to it. You really tap into people's mindset. And I think that's so important. And it's so important for coaches to understand that it is important because that's how you connect to people. And I think that's how you create that change. But going back to before this even started, how did you become a trainer in the first place? How did your journey into this industry, into this world begin?
1: By a mistake. (laughs) Uh, Actually, I was always an athlete and I I love sports. I was a football player um, who played college football. Then, after after college, I went overseas. I played professionally in Europe. Um, that was a circuitous route to fulfill my dream of being a quarterback in the NFL. But uh, it was in France where I injured my back, and uh, when I herniated three discs in my spine, and I was diagnosed with degenerative back disease, and uh, you know, just I, my career was over. And the doctor said, uh, "You're gonna have to find another dream." And that was like getting punched between the, you know, between the eyes and in the teeth because from the time I was five years old until I was 25, all I wanted to do was to play football and be a pro athlete. And at that time at age 25, I had to discover a new dream. And I went for about five years and trying to really, you know, dive deep into what was it that I truly wanted. I already had my undergraduate degree in kinesiology. I'd already gone to massage therapy school and got a background in massage because I thought that was something I liked to do. I already had my personal training certification. And I think the bottom line was I knew I loved helping people. I just didn't know if I wanted to be a doctor, a physical therapist, a, a teacher, or a coach, Um, and I was just toying with this, but actually that injury ended up being one of my biggest blessings because in going down this five year journey of healing my own pain and getting off of Vicodin and, and, uh, overcoming this, this, uh, this setback, it ended up being, uh, the foundation for my next dream and actually discovering my purpose that I stumbled upon as I was diving into training and massage therapy and body work and coming across mentors Um, It was then and there that I I fell in love with just working with people, um, both in a hands-on fashion, but also in a coaching fashion. And uh, there's a guy named Dub Lee. He's no longer alive. And uh, he taught me something called rolfing and Feldenkrais work, which is all body work and fascial work. And that was actually what I attribute to actually me getting off my Vicodin and and healing my own pain uh, in the late 90s. And it was there that he uh, literally, this dude who was in his 70s, backhanded me across the face. <laughs> and like, yo, Dodo Bird, it's your time to give up your dream to play in the NFL and to start sharing this work with the world. And uh, I needed that backhand, believe it or not. And I, I, was, uh, I was stubborn because I thought now that I felt great, I could actually go back to playing. And it was he who actually said, no, Dodo Bird, it's time to give up that dream and discover a new dream and impact the world in ways greater than you ever imagined. And it was, uh, that was like the beginning of a new, a new frontier for me. And um, in just year 2000, when I opened up my business, it was to combine the best of the Western world of training and sports conditioning and everything I learned from a quarterback and, and playing sports to all the lessons I learned, I'll, I'll say on the quote Eastern side, the meditation, breath work, hands-on work, Reiki, energy work, and studying spirituality and, and going deeper on my own faith. Um, I I wanted to create a business that I could combine all of these things that I've been through in my almost 30 years of life at that point and uh, put it into a place where it's a studio that I could change people's lives. That's how it all started.
0: So was this kind of like your, aha? I mean, besides the backhand, I guess, was there any aha moment for you where maybe you almost had like a light bulb click off where like this gets me fired up this gets me motivated this is what I want to do and the reason I ask this is because I see a lot of people and I talk to a lot of people that are like how do you wake up so motivated in the morning how do you get up early and go back to work and how do you grind and how do you do these things and are you born with it is this something that you've just always been this fired up about literally everything you do school football family everything or was there a moment in your life where it clicked and you all of a sudden had this purpose to create that drive does that make sense?
1: yeah I think we all look for those clickable moments, but I don't think they exist i I think we want to find our purpose and we look for that 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 moment where it's just like Oh and we we discover that. I don't think that's the way it works actually um I think it's a matter of time of just you know not only days and weeks but months and even years of um searching for happiness, searching for fulfillment. It's these things that actually bring us uh the most happiness. And, um, you know, as, as you dive deep, you know, I think in your twenties, you do a lot of just self-exploration of, you know, what am I designed to do and what, what am I meant to be? And, you know, what is it I should be? I remember when I opened my business, even then I didn't know if I wanted to be a trainer or a business owner. I knew I loved helping people. That's what I knew. I, I knew I loved helping people, but I didn't know I wanted to be a trainer or a massage therapist or even an entrepreneur. But what I found in the course of A year or two early on was that I enjoyed working with people and it was training and body work and speed training and working with athletes that brought me joy that brought me happiness and I didn't look at it as like a job it was like hey um I enjoy doing this the other thing is fear like fear actually motivated me then and it motivates me now Um, there's never like this light bulb moment of like, you know, you've got perfect clarity on everything you're supposed to do. That's just not real life. I think a lot of times fear and it could be fear of success. It could be fear of failure. For me, it was always fear of failure. I didn't want to fail. I was scared uh, opening my business. Um, Even now in some of the decisions I make, you know, you're like, man, if I do this, it's going to take every ounce of effort to be all in on what it is uh, that I want. So I think Most people look for that light bulb moment. I really think it's more a culmination of seeking out what brings you the most joy and happiness and over time saying, I'm living my purpose. There is a quote that talks about the meaning of life is, is finding your gifts, and then the purpose of life is to give them away. So the meaning of life is to find your gifts, and the purpose of life is to give them away. I think when we actually go deep and trying to discover our gifts and what we're most passionate about, what we enjoy the most, and we we focus our time on doing the things that do that, that becomes our purpose. And for me, that's how I got started in this business. Um, some of the quote success that people may, you know, I may have experienced in the last you know decade or two, uh, some of the accolades really is just uh, the culmination of just staying really consistent in my passion. Um, I never sought out certain things that, like, even back then, it wasn't even an option. Um, But it really is just, I think, when you are adherent to what brings you joy and happiness, over time, consistently, uh, then good things are going to happen. I want to elaborate. I
0: agree with everything you were saying right now, but I want to elaborate on it because I think a lot of people, like you said, they they want to grab onto like this clickable moment or this light bulb moment, and oftentimes they ask, like, "How do I find what you're talking about right now? How do I go down this path? How do I dig deeper into what I'm doing right now to find out what I am passionate about and keep embarking down that to create those daily habits that lead into purpose?" So I'm curious about how you coach this because. You have a lot of clients. I know um, you've worked with pro athletes, you've worked with general population, you've led a team um, for a successful gym, you do masterminds now, you lead crowds of coaches at seminars. So, like, you're one of the top guys when it comes to coaching this thing. How do you go about doing that with somebody who has no clue where to start?
1: Yeah, Cody, th- there's a few things here I think that are very important. Today's era, today's times are a little bit different. It's a little bit tougher because many of the people I coach, um, They all want success and we all have big dreams. We live in a world that's, uh, I'll call, Instagrammable. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is um, we're programmed to work in 15-second stories and we want things quick. Um, I believe one of the things I do well as a coach is to, number one, help people discover their passion, but to then create a strategy and action plans that are going to take consistent effort over time. That's what will allow you to actually create the, quote, success that you want. Um, Now, I love social media. I use Instagram. I use Facebook. I use podcasts. All of these are great ways to broadcast our message and get it out there. But when it comes to really going deep on your purpose, I think that's When you shut all your phones off, you shut all your notifications off, and you get a one, two, three, or even four-hour window in a day where you create the, quote, content that you want, that might be deriving a strategic plan for what it is you want for your business. It could be in writing programs, but many times we get distracted. In a world full of distractions, um, that is the single thing that's going to rob us of achieving what we want is being distracted. How do you turn it off? Focus on the, the, the signal and, and eliminate the noise. How do you do that? That's discipline, that's focus, that's consistency. Um, for me, I'm very regimented. I step away every 90 days for at least three days and work on my business. Um, and working on my strategic plans of what I want to do to achieve what I want in my business, in my life, in what I have a a 10 forms of wealth wheel, wealth, not meaning money, although financial is one of the 10 spokes. This is what I coach in my mastermind is when you work on your life and you can step away and work on your business. Um, then you create that strategic plan. Then it's about the consistency that you, you take, um and you make happen in this and that's why i think it's crucial that if you have big dreams that you step away and you work on your business most people are in react mode react like what do i have to do today versus reverse engineering your success to here's what i want to get in a year or three years or 10 years and reverse engineering it and that's i do even do it like I only do uh, my one day, mentor, my three-and-a-half-day mentorship one time a year, and that's like a really deep immersive because what I found, especially in the fitness industry, is um, when you're training and you're coaching, most people in the training and coaching business are givers. We give a lot of energy. We give a lot of time to our clients, and we react to everything they need. And I'm the same way. I'm, I'm guilty like it's, it's all about them, and it needs to be. But there has to be time structured into your day and week and month and quarter and year that you focus on where is this all going if you work at a studio or a club or a gym What do you want to achieve with your brand within that studio club or gym? What do you want to achieve? Do you want to write a book? Do you want to create a podcast? Do you want to create online content that you, you want to do? Or maybe you just want to train 30 people a week and you want to impact those people greatly, or maybe you want your own brick and mortar, or maybe you have other aspirations and you want to get into real estate in addition to training. Whatever it is that you want, that has to go on paper. We have to create a strategic plan for that. So to answer your question, it comes down to stepping away and working on your business, creating strategic action plans, being held accountable for what it is you say uh, from a coach, from a colleague, someone that's going to call an ace, an ace, and a spade, a spade. Like, if you're not doing your job, I'm going to call you out on it. It's the same reason why many of the pro athletes I work with come back year after year. is because when a great coach tells you things that you need to hear, not that you want to hear, it's going to help you be all that you're meant to be. So great coaches tell you things that you need to hear. They're going to open up your mindset to ways that you can skin the cat differently or to dream big. But that's one of the reasons why I'm a huge believer in the power of coaching, whether it be coaching athletes, coaching clients, coaching fit pros to the ultimate level of your your peak potential. We all need coaches. I have coaches. Pro athletes have coaches. The Dalai Lama has a coach. Did you you know that Dalai Lama has a spiritual coach? That's like the holiest man in the world has got a spiritual coach. Everyone needs a coach. If you want to be your best, you need a coach. We all need coaches. I absolutely love that. And
0: I 100% agree. I have three coaches in my life. And I think, you know, speaking to a lot of uh, influential people in my career that have been in the game longer than me, it's, it's great hearing you say these things because it's, it's a repetitive notion from successful people in the industry. It's, it's time, it's consistency, it's work, and it's mentoring. And it's just commit. Commit to the long period of time and let it manifest over time instead of this, like you said, these 15-second increments, um, which I think is so important for people to hear.
1: Yeah, but Cody, what happens is this, and this is dangerous, and this is this is what happens a lot of times. You get distracted because you're on, let's say, Instagram, and you're scrolling, and before you know it, you wasted 15 to 20 minutes mm-hmm. scrolling. There's two things that happen. Number one, you're looking at what everyone else is doing, which many times, again, comparisons of the thief of joy. So you're like, man, she did this, he did this, I need to be doing that. So you feel like garbage because you're not doing everything that that person is doing, and you're only seeing a snippet of their life. And the second thing, and more importantly than that, is that 15 to 20 minutes or even sometimes hour if you're shot at the, on a weekend on that is what could you have accomplished in 20 minutes? Like literally, like I love working in 20 minute increments, meaning this, maybe I need to write a blog or an email and the hardest part is starting it. It's amazing when you start a blog or an email or, um, you know, a, a coaching piece, an article, whatever it may be, what you can accomplish in as little as 20 minutes. Because once you get a flow going, many times I find that like I can write the whole email or the whole blog article in 20 minutes. But the hardest part is your own mind saying, man, I only have twenty minutes. I I'll just I'll just hang in that. You're wasting time. If you take three 20 minute segments in a day, you're talking about an hour. And most successful people, you're probably looking at a two to four hour window of a swing when it comes to like maximum success. Meaning this, if you take Eight hours, in a, eight hours of work in a day, let's say you train eight hours or whatever you do in a day. If that's eight hours approximate, you're at work, you sleep, let's say seven or eight hours, hopefully, um, on that, you're really left with eight hours. Well, fill in all the other responsibilities that we have in a day, like kids, I've got three kids and, and uh, you know, if you coach, like I coach at the local high school, you do all these things. before you know it, you really have like two to four hours left in a day that's gonna swing you to either over the top success or just like survival. And those two to four hours are huge because if you like, I don't even know, I don't watch a lot of TV, but if you watch TV, that could be an hour or two right there that you just watch TV. You're down and out two hours. What do you do with the other two hours? Whatever it is that you do, like you've gotta maximize that two to four hour window in a day, not eight hours. Most people can't work eight hours Can you get a two to four hour of peak productivity time in a day outside of your training clients? Like right now, I'm at Fitness Quest 10 and, you know, banging in the weight room here. We got clients going on. What do I do outside of here? The magic is going to happen either late at night, early, early in the morning or on the weekends when kids are sleeping um, and I've got my quiet time. That's That's when the magic happens. That's when I'll write my books. So I'm going to do my podcast. I'm going to do, do the stuff that actually like, makes a big difference. And I'd ask yourself this question. Will the work I'm doing today matter in three years? Because if it doesn't, then you're working on the wrong stuff. So how do you focus? Again, focus. You said it, Cody. How do you focus on the things that are going to matter the most? Because if you're just being busy, being busy, then you're not going to get to where you want to go. you got to focus on the things that are going to allow you to do that. And yes, consistency, discipline, this is the hard stuff. And it doesn't matter, by the way, if you're 20, you're 40, you're 60. The bottom line is we live in a distraction world. And, and if you're 40, you're 50, or 60, or you're 20 again, it's not like, oh, the quote, younger generation, they struggle with it. It's everybody. We live in a distracted world. So have the discipline. Have a, what I call a winner's mentality, not a loser's mentality. Turn this stuff off when you need to get busy. And don't worry, you're not missing out on anything. You know, the FOMO, you're not missing out on anything. Focus on what you got to get done. I love it, man. Was there ever a point in time where this, I guess like
0: uh, one of the questions I had from you for you is is when did your training become coaching and leading? And what I mean by that is like in most coaches that I've talked to, there comes a point in time where like we just love training, we love fitness, and there comes a a shift where you realize you have to connect with humans. You realize that the mental side of things is so important. All these productivity and organization hacks that you're talking about right now, self-discipline, how you can essentially dive into somebody's mind and actually connect to that human being on a different level? Like when did that click for you and you started transforming your training routine or your training, your personal training into a coaching business or into a leading business and in your own life, whether people, books, events, actions that happened that helped you transition? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I think it's been a gradual evolution, you know, starting out in the training world in year 2000, uh, most trainers that are listening in today, uh, you know, weren't training in year 2000. Let me tell you, it was a different landscape then. Studios didn't exist. When, when I opened up my training studio, Fitness Quest 10, with no clients, no money, no business plan, all of the other entrepreneurs that, that own places in the shopping center are like, wait a second, you're opening up a gym, but you don't have memberships? You mean like you only get paid if someone comes in and does one-on-one personal training with you? And I'm like, yup. I'm going with the the, the model of pay me if I keep you healthy and well, and don't pay me if you don't. Um, <laughs> and and that was a different era. So it was the, the model of training. And I was training them and that um, coming from the athletic world, what I realized as I was training more and more people, right, you, you know, and, and getting that 10,000 hours of training in in the first several years, not 10 years, I was training, you know, 50 plus hours a week. It was, it was really a matter of, you know what, what I'm actually doing is not just physical, because the more I train people the realize I'm working with like, emotional beings who are hurt they're depressed, they're downtrodden, they're challenged, they're facing issues at home or at work. Then we hit the recession in 2008 and 2009, and people were like in the tank, and I had to get their mind right all the time. What I've realized, and not just working with the pro athletes, but also the moms and the dads, is that uh, coaching is uh, it's really getting people's minds, bodies, and spirits right. Coaching is tapping into the spirit of where is someone today and how am I going to coach them to become great? How am I going to coach them to become better? I've adopted a mantra of the 1% better rule. I've been using it for over 10 years, 1% better of like, Hey, today I just want you to get 1% better today. I'd ask anyone listening in today, like, Hey, like, Don't try to become great like today. Focus on the one best practice that you can dial into that's going to help you get better today. Like if you haven't worked out yet today, go out and move for 20 minutes. Watch what happens to your brain and get your mind right. If you're eating like garbage, like change the way you eat today. Stop eating the garbage. Give up alcohol. Um, Start using a massage and body work as part of your weekly practice. Don't just encourage people to do that. Go out and do that. Like what are the best practices that are going to allow you to dial into that? So that's coaching to me, and it's been a gradual evolution because um, I think I got into this thinking how is it going to help people drop body fat and and, and tighten up and and, and perform better, and that's part of it, but the bigger part is how can I change someone's life? So I talk about life transformation and life transformer. Um, My most satisfying clients are the ones whose lives have been changed, Right. And these are the people that you know adopted lifestyles that are much healthier and they've staved off disease and and they've overcome some massive setbacks in their life. and I mean that includes some some pretty horrific things. Uh, but to me, that's what makes me tick. that's what makes my soul tick. and i I believe as an industry, we've moved more toward that of not just training, physical although physical transformation obviously is part of it but when you change that body it also changes the mind when you change the mind it helps you uh have the desire and motivation to change the body and obviously when you tap into your spirit and you 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 go deep on that um now everything's clicking on all levels and you can potentiate whatever's inside todd what drives you
0: in the morning what is like you're like talking about one percent better and you have been saying that for a long time because i remember hearing it um what drives you every day to get 1% better and how do you just keep doing that I mean you said you've been in the industry for 30 years so 30 years of you consistently trying to change your body change your mind change your soul change your clients and just keep going down that path um what are what are your biggest motivations what are your biggest drivers and what keeps you like lighting that fire consistently like routine wise
1: I think the easy answer the rhetorical answer um would be my purpose and I mean that's 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 definitely what keeps me going. But that's not the easy answer. Um, because you know, we say, hey, when we step back, we want to dive in deeper on purpose. And in my annual roadmap that I work on every year, I work on it with my peeps at at my um three and a half day mentorship, is uh you know, what is your purpose, right? Simon Sinek, you know, start with the why. What's your why? And that's really important, and that's what just drives me. But you know, when when you're really looking at what drives me, it's every day stepping up and know that someone's counting on me. Someone's relying on me. Someone needs my words. You know, uh, uh, there's a a book about the five love languages. And it's the five love languages. Like I'm a man who needs affirmation. I love when I get a text or a DM or an email from someone I don't even know sometimes and said, I needed to hear that message today. That lights me up. And you got to find things that light you up. Like for me, I know that I'm designed to motivate and inspire people to greatness. That's my purpose. But if I said, okay, desire like it has just kind of this altruistic purpose thing, then it, I wouldn't feel the, the the poignancy of, if I just got this text from Susan who said, man, I, I've been depressed lately. I listened to that podcast with you and Cody or you know that you did for your impact podcast and it got my mind right and I got up, I worked out today and guess what? Man, I am a better man or woman because of that that fires me up. So for me, it's like the daily, the daily wins fire me up. Because many people ask me the question, hey, Todd, are you always positive? Do you always wake up and you're on fire? And truth be told, no, I'm not. I'm not. It's honestly, every single day, I got to get my butt up early before the sun comes up. And I have a routine I dive into that gets my mind right. And there are days where I'm fighting like mad because of what I'm, what I'm, fighting, whether it be in you know leading 42 employees, in writing another book, in creating my podcast, and doing what I do, there's there's fires that come up. That's called life. So for me, it's like I gotta go through my routine and I give myself uh, my own keynote about 365 days a year. Like I'm getting my own mind right so that you know when 6 a.m comes like okay I'm ready to go. Time to rock and roll. It's time to fire up the world. But if I don't get that I'm average. I'm, I'm, I'm just another normal dude who's going through the motions on that. And I don't, I don't like mediocrity. I don't like average. I'm not going to settle for that. And I don't believe anyone should. I don't believe anyone's destined for that. I I do believe I, I 100% believe that everyone has unique, certain special gifts inside of them, but you got to tap into them. And if there's fear there, then you definitely got to tap into them. Cause that means there's something hot in there that you got to press the button on. And, uh, it takes discipline, it takes best practices, it takes effort. And I think the best of the best have the ability over time to do that, not for a day or a week, but month after month, week after week, year after year, decade after decade to give yourself the own motivational talk like, we got to go, baby. We got lives to change today. This is the self-talk that I'm using to myself every day, knowing that, man, when I do that, that gives you the energy that you need to do what you're supposed to do. You mentioned
0: fear, and you've talked about that inside your content that I've taken in uh, multiple times. Do you feel like that's a really big um, commonality between successful people? Like Stepping into fear, stepping into resistance, I guess, is, is just kind of like a non-negotiable if you want to consistently improve?
1: Absolutely. 100%, no doubt. This is going to sound weird, but I'm, I'm truly, truly grateful for fear. like without fear in my life I wouldn't have I I wouldn't have accomplished most of the stuff that I've accomplished because like when you get too like comfortable you get a little too comfy too cozy life just kind of like there and like you're just kind of going through the paces all of a sudden something happens and it like you dial in it's typically fear either fear of like oh my gosh like if I don't do this, I'm going to lose my business. I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose this relationship. I gotta, I gotta be a better man or woman. I gotta, I gotta be a better father for me, or a better mother, um, or I gotta better be be a better leader. Like for me, it's it's that fear of eh, getting back to purpose, it's and and this is just me being me, is if I'm not being the man that God designed me to be, then it doesn't matter like then it doesn't matter what you think of me like if I'm not obedient to the gifts that I have inside of me and I only know that because of my faith then that's not success so for me the fear is the fear of not being obedient to what's being called of me to do so someone will be like hey Todd you've achieved this this and this you're so successful I'm like what makes that success like because of the outside world telling me that that's success let me tell you, the outside world will continually let you down, will continually beat you up, and you'll never be enough if you listen to everyone else's voices. I believe that the greatest voice you can listen to is the one within your own mind, your spirit, when you can tap into that. That's why I call it tapping into the whispers. So many times we have our ego shouting all these things that we should be doing, and it's going to bring you a certain amount of money or fame or success and, and that stuff. You can hear that. But you better be careful of 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 saying yes or no because of that. I say tap into those whispers and listen to, is there congruency between the whispers and the shouts? And when you can find congruency between that, fantastic. But the greatest wisdom is found in your whispers. And uh, I just know for me personally that I spend a lot more time listening to the whispers than I do the shouts. I
0: think for some people too, like, it's important to listen to people like you speak. It's important to listen to podcasts like this um, and have coaches, you've kind of already alluded to this, but have coaches that help you find that inner voice, find that inner thing that is going to drive you and help you find that purpose. If the negativity in your brain is just creating too much doubt and you can't listen to it, I guess, if you will, um, how influential are the people in your life or the people who helped you grow and and how important is just like having, you know, they have that saying like that, you are the five people that you're surrounding yourself with. How much do you live by that? How important do you think that is? Because um, I, I, you've mentioned your purpose a couple times and it has a lot to do with impacting others and feeding off of others' uh, accomplishments and you helping them do that. And I can relate to that because I'm a coach. Like you said, we live our lives giving our energy to others. Um, I have a daughter, I have a wife, so I can completely relate. But for those who aren't coaches, do you think
1: it's about surrounding yourself with people so they can help you kind of tap into that? Your environment plays a crucial role in how you think and environment meaning everything from your bedroom to where you work, the color of of the walls in the room, and of course, the people who you hang out with. Everything affects you because of the mind. So what you take in through your eyes, your ears, your nose, all of it, all of these senses matter because there's chemical reactions that happen. So when you study when you study, um, environment, when you study, um, the mindset, like I do, you realize that there's, there's millions of these synopsis going on all day, every day. And what you listen to podcasts, TV, what you, what you read in books, what you watch on Instagram, what you read, maybe you need to unfriend some things you're following because of what you're looking at, or what, what's going through your head when, when you're reading just people, haters, people bashing on stuff like that's not feeding your, your your garden real real good like how do you get your mind right right how do you get your mind right on that um so yeah who you who you surround yourself with is crucial I just did a podcast um uh on my podcast about my my mentors my top five mentors who've impacted me the most in my life and um I've had dozens of mentors and dozens of coaches but um I think when you look back and you reflect back on the people who have impacted you the most. Um, Most of the times, these are people who have come into your life at fortuitous times. Maybe it's just kind of like, hey, you know, when the teacher's ready to, when the pupil's ready, the teacher will appear type of thing. But um, I just find that when you're listening to words of wisdom, and Cody, like you do on a regular basis here with your podcast, and you have a lot of great guests, when people are listening to somebody and it resonates with them at a deep level, um, all of a sudden they're a better man or a woman today because of those words. Well, why is that? Well, because what you listen to gets in your mind. And I I say this all the time is your thoughts become your, your, your words, your words become your flesh, your flesh become your actions, your actions become your character and your character becomes your legacy. Wait a second. All because of your thoughts. Yup. And when you study this, you're like, wait a second. How is this possible? Because did you know up to 90% of the thoughts that you have, up to 90% of the thoughts you have are the same ones as yesterday, and about 75% of the thoughts that we have as human beings are negative. Let me repeat. 90% of the thoughts that we have every day are the same ones we had yesterday, and up to 75% of those thoughts are negative. That means your, your head is in, a, is in a, an abyss many times of negativity. I don't know if you can hear me on that end, Todd, but you're frozen on my end. Oh, there you go. Now he's back. Did it cut out there?
0: Yeah, cut out. You were just saying uh 90% of your thoughts um uh were the same thoughts you had yesterday, 75% of them were negative.
1: Right. Just mind blowing. <laughs> exactly. And 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 again, what I would say is that is when you think about that, is your thoughts become your words, your words become your flesh. Your flesh become your actions, and your actions become your character. Your character becomes your legacy, all because of your thoughts. So how do you change your thinking? That's an everyday thing. That's the words you're telling yourself. That's the affirmations. You're, you're, you know, you're telling yourself that's who you're hanging out with. So you, there may be some things in your inner circle, people in your inner circle you need to change. There may be some things that you need to start reading and, and doing more you know, reading or listening to podcasts like this. That gets in your head. And all of a sudden now you start to your energy and presence and charisma starts to change because of you constantly choosing to change the story you're telling yourself.
0: I think it's so huge. I always talk about auditing your environment and I think it's so important. Like we talked about this at the very, very beginning about social media and there's so many messages being thrown at us every day. And so many of them are negative or just distracting from what we actually want in life that I think it's so important to do exactly what you're saying right now. I'm like choosing to, put your focus in a certain area, choosing to think a certain way and choosing what your thoughts are about. I'm going to quote you on that that evolution of that uh, to create your legacy, man. I think that's so perfect of how you do that. Um, there's a couple of things I still want to touch on today. And one of them was the three words you live by. You talk a lot about passion, purpose, and impact. So mm-hmm. how did that come about? What is that? And, and how important is that? Like, how, how do you teach that to people? How do you educate people on these three words? And, and at what point in your life did you just kind of get struck with this of like this is these are the three things?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing for me when I when I was way back in the day trying to to look at my brand and work on it with my mentors and coaches is like what drives me? You know, what 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 gets me up in the morning? And I I just the word passion to me is is something that just that word just sticks out to me like you got to be passionate. If you want to be successful, you got to find your passion. And if you want if, if you find your passion, I believe you discover your purpose because when you're passionate and you do the things that you love to do, then you discover what that purpose is. Well how do you find your passion? I think you ask yourself the question um, you know what what are the what are the three to five things that I most love to do What are the three to five things I most love to do And when I answered that question, I said, okay, I love training that's number one I love I love uh, writing, I love to write, I love to speak, I love doing keynotes, and when I'm at an industry conference or a keynote for an organization, like I love speaking, I love that. Okay, I gotta do those three things. I also know I love leading, uh, and that's a big challenge, but I do love leading in the industry and here at Fitness Quest 10, I love my family time. Those are five things, those are my five buckets. And when opportunities come up within those five buckets, the answer is yes, that's being a strategist, not an opportunist. Say yes to things that are within your strategy, not just opportunities, because you wanna do them. When you do those things that you most love to do, you discover your passion because now your energy is flowing. You love that. And then you're like, hey, you know what? I'm changing lives. That becomes your purpose. Remember I said earlier on the meaning of life is to discover your gifts, and then the purpose of life is to give them away. So when you discover that, you discover your passion, that becomes your purpose. And then at the end of the day, uh, impact is legacy. And I believe that we should all be legacy chasers. We should be thinking about like, man, how is it I want to be remembered? What is it that fires me up? What, what's my legacy going to be all about? And um, I mean, these are things that, you know, when we, when we record a podcast like this, or you step away and you get into the mountains like I love to do, and you, you work on your business or life is like that, that's the fountain of life. Like when you step away and you work on your own life, now you're like, you know what fires me up? What fires me up is doing this, this, and this, and let's create a strategy so that I could speak more, I could write more, and I could do more of what I love to do. And now all of a sudden, like, okay, time, energy, and money starts to flow. You're like, wait a second. Like, how does that work? One of my mentors, Wayne Cotton, taught me about that and about energy and how you have to manipulate your energy so that you can have times of when you're really high and times that when you actually bring your energy down so that when you have to turn it on, you turn it on um, on that stuff. So to me, impact is just a word about legacy. And, uh, that's just a word that in 2010, when I created my first book, the impact body plan, um, uh, that was just something that word was my word. And, uh, interesting enough, the publisher of that book did not like the word impact. And I actually almost did not get that book published because I said, sorry, then we're not publishing this book. And they said, okay, we're not going to publish the book. I stuck to my guns, uh, fortunately, because the book a month later came out and uh, has impacted um, thousands and thousands of people um, in their lifetime over the last nine years on that. I think sometimes when you're, when you're closest to your biggest successes is when you face the greatest adversity standing on a street corner in downtown New York city after that meeting with that publisher, man, I was down. I was like, dude, I just, I just spent months writing this book and now like it's all for naught. And I remember like being in tears, talking to my wife, thinking you're not going to believe this. uh, But the impact Body plan is no longer the impact body plan. If we want to, we want to, you know, publish this thing. And I said, Nope, I flew back home to San Diego six hours. I'm like, Nope, I'm sticking to it. This is my baby. I mean, how much are you willing to, like go to go to bat for what you believe in? And, and I'm glad I did. Uh, but when something resonates with you as deep, uh, that's what you do. And again, when you're really, really close to your biggest success, is typically it's right after a great defeat, a challenge you're going through. Just keep going. Keep moving. Stay steadfast of, of where you're heading. And uh, great things will happen. So, passion, purpose, and impact are my three words, and everything I do, I try to bring passion. I try to remember the purpose and why I get up, and then, of course, it's always got to be about how can I maximally impact someone uh, with anything
0: I do. I love that, man. There, there's, there's a, a, I mean, a couple things on that. I think the way you just explained it, I look at it as impact is your way of sharing your passion and purpose. Right? You created your passion and purpose. Impact is how you deliver that to people. And then there's a quote that is really similar that I've always written down and always loved. And it's something along the lines of uh, when resistance is at its highest, you're on the brink of something great. And it it is very similar to what you were just saying. And I think that's so important to hear because when you're getting that pushback or you're getting that fear, you're getting that scarcity, that doubt, and it's hard for you to step into resistance, I think that's when something big is about to happen for you and you need to push forward and conquer that. Um, So kudos to you for that, man. That's been a huge book and a huge impact in the industry. Um, A couple last questions before we wrap.
1: Cody, before you go to the next thing, I want to talk about this because – I can, I can bet you there's someone listening with some resistance today in their mm-hmm. life. And are like, man, I, I, wish, I wish it would just end. I wish I've had this resistance for now weeks or months. And yeah. man, like, um, you know, the old saying is like, you know, why does God trust me so much, right? Like, it's going to get better. But like, I wish it wasn't so hard. Um, is this, if you're going through a tough time now, if you have a lot of resistance in your life, what I want to encourage you to do is step back Out of the situation, whatever that situation is, and I want you to breathe. I want you to relax. I want you to get some breaths. And if you can step away and go to the beach, take your shoes off, put sand—you know, feet in the sand. Or you can get out in the the nature and you go on a hike. um, uh, Feel nature, sense nature, and breathe and step away and get clarity on the situation that you're in. And remember this: two things. Whenever I'm going through tough times, which we all do, and some people are, as we listen today. Number one is uh, remind yourself that someone always has it worse than you do. Remind yourself that someone always has it worse than you do, because they do, and that's a fact. And the second thing is, regardless of the trial, or the tribulation, or the adversity you're going through, there's always a gem inside of that. But you got to look for that. And how do you look for that? I think you write it down, whether it be in a journal, or you write on your computer, and you find out the gift that's inside of that that you're discovering right now, uh, on that and that's called gratitude find out find the gratitude in every trial that you're going through because there's always something good in any situation that's bad in anything that you're you're persevering through there's always a gift in there and again you're like oh todd's just being optimistic i am but that's a choice when you're going through hell and back which we do i have multiple times in my life as well we none of us like to to persist through the tough times, but we know they're going to be there. My encouragement, I didn't want to brush this over because there might be someone listening in today that's facing tough times in their marriage or in their business. They're not making the money they want to make. They're not clear on their purpose. They just got some bad news about their health or about a project they've been working on. And you've got to remember that every tough time you go through is going to help leave you a lesson that's going to help you in the next step chapter or story of your life. And um, I just want to honor that because if you are, just keep persistent, keep getting up and know that there's always a gift there. And um, those are some things I typically tell myself when facing that trial or tribulation If someone's always got it worse than me. Suck it up. Uh how so they usually say, suck it up, buttercup, keep going. Um, and I'll use the word next. I'll snap my band and I'll say next. You got to keep moving forward. If we're constantly looking in the rearview mirror, we can't go ahead. If you're always looking in the rearview mirror and looking behind you about who did what to, to you or what happened and how you're a victim, you don't want to play the victim card. You want to be the victim mentality. You want to, you want to you know, forge ahead and think about, man, I got to look in this big windshield. It's, the, the windshield is a lot bigger than the rearview mirror. So look in the windshield. Look at where you're going and remember what you're good at and, and, and those gifts and uh, I truly believe when you do that, you step away, you work on your strategy, you surround yourself with the right people, you, d- you dive into your best practices. Um, those are conscious choices and decisions that will allow you to achieve the success, happiness, and fulfillment that you're destined to do. I wish you had a mic in your hand so you could just
0: do a mic drop, man. That was perfect. I think you said it so well. There it is. <laughs> uh, it's so perfect, man. And, it, and it's so cool because some of the things you're saying keep having like uh like little just reminisces of other things other mentors have told me in my life so one thing that somebody taught me a long time ago was positive focus and it's find a situation positive or negative decide what's positive about it so when it's a negative situation it's very hard but you have to find a positive and then distract the lesson from that and apply that lesson to your life and i think so many people do that and and like you said like It is optimistic, but it's a choice. And and just because you are all about finding a positive and negative doesn't mean it's easy for you. And I think that's where a lot of people like, oh, easier said than done. Well, it's like, well, give it a try. Like, try it out. Because over time, if you consistently do that, I think that's where the magic happens. True. I love it. Um, So we're going to wrap up with one last final question. Um, It's a situation. It's kind of like a little personality question I do with all my guests on the show. Um, Here is the situation. You're in California right now, so you're flying to Japan. you got a long flight ahead of you. you got two empty seats next to you. Anybody can be sitting in those seats, alive or dead, but they cannot be friends or family. You get one book to read along the way, and you have one album to listen to on your journey. Who's sitting next to you? What are you reading? What are you listening to?
1: One person or two? Two. Two people. All right. The album, Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run. (laughs) Oh, oh, Jersey Roots right there. (laughs) The the book I if I only had one book, I'm reading I'm I'm taking and reading the Bible uh on that stuff. There's so much wisdom and faith in there that uh can never go wrong with that. You're gonna laugh at uh at at my choices. On one side, one side's gonna be Donald Trump. You're like, oh my gosh, what? I'm, like, Tell him I'm gonna take his job. He better watch out because we need a leader in this country, and I'm coming for him. Uh, I'm not. I'm not running for politics, but uh, it's it's interesting when you look at leadership. I love studying leaders of of all of all different aspects um, in in sport, in in life, and business. On that, and uh, no one knows what it's like to be a leader until the bullets are flying at you. If you are on a fitness studio, you are on a gym everyone's got their ideas of how you should do it until the bullets are flying and you're signing checks. No one knows. Um, and, uh, I think that's an important leadership lesson. The other side would be my wife, uh, on that of, of 18 years, my wife, Melanie, um, she's my sidekick and, and, um, I always love when she's with me. We have a lot of fun. She makes me laugh. She's, uh, she's my yin to my yang. And, um, so I'd, I'd have the love on one side and I'd have a deep discussion on leadership. on the other. <laughs>
0: i absolutely love it great choices man um give everybody uh where they can find you where they can find your book where they can find your website your masterminds all that good stuff for everybody before you go
1: yeah uh website todd durkin.com if you're a coach or trainer you want to learn more about how it can help you in your business your your leadership and your personal growth it's just todd durkin and if you like social media i do love instagram just at todd durkin. Uh, so you can check it out. And I've got a, a new podcast as well, The Impact uh, Podcast. So check out Todd Durkin Impact and a uh, new podcast. I would uh, encourage you to to check that out as well. Uh, if you've got Cody's podcast on here and, and The Impact Podcast, there's some great words of wisdom in there. I've got some great guests on there as well. So lots of ways. Just go to todddurkin.com and, and all my information's there. I love it. I'm going to link all that in the
0: show notes. And once again, Todd, thank you so much for taking the time. Awesome, Cody. Have a great day. Peace. please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, head over to boomboomformance.com sign up, or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the Nutrition Hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at Cody at BoomBoomPerformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation. Jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.